everyone, my name is Giannabel Castro, and welcome back to another episode of the Women's Sports Matters Podcast. Whoop, whoop. That was really bad. I'm so sorry about that. Again, I'm your host, Giannabel Castro, and today we are going to be talking about a few different things. Um, but I'm not going to tell you. We are going to be talking about something extraordinary that has happened um, a few days ago. And this will be coming out Thursday, the day of two days after my Trans Rights Are Human Rights episode. That is my first episode, by the way, of off-topic discussion, which is a new thing that I'm doing on this podcast. Okay? So, um, without further ado... We're going to start the episode, but wait, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. An ad read, I think, goes, goes here, I think. So we're going to hear a nice little ad. It's going to be fantastic. It's about today's sponsor, Anchor, which is the platform that I use to create and record my podcast. That's so cool, right? That's so dope. Um, I never use the word dope. (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Does everyone like my jersey? I do like Borussia Dortmund, but I also like Bayern Munich. Is that allowed? Can my German fans tell me if that's allowed? Because I do enjoy watching both. I love Robert Lewandowski. Oh, my God. I can't even. But Erling Haaland? I'm a simp. For Robert Lewandowski. Dude's a legend. Totally, totally deserved to win the Ballon d'Or. Ooh. So good. Him in the Champions League last season. Even though Bayern did beat Chelsea. I am glad that they beat PSG to win the Champions League. I will talk about that. Even though this is women's sports. I will talk about that. Did I watch that game? I don't think I did. I did watch City, Man City, and Lyon. That was that was a nice game. Did I watch? No, I didn't watch the Champions League final. But I didn't. I have a PSG jersey too. Oh my god! Maybe before we start, we can do a jersey tour. Yes, we're doing a jersey tour. Can my microphone extend this far? No. Okay, you want to see my setup? Here's the chair I sit on. Okay, if you want to see the jerseys that I have, go right now to my YouTube channel, which is the Women's Sports Matter podcast. That is where everything is. We're doing a jersey tour before we go to commercial break. So as you can see, Bayern Munich. Got this at Marshalls or something. Very cheap. I got so lucky because I looked it up online. I was like, Mom, four stars. You know what that means? This is like the jersey that they have right now or something like that. Like it's a new jersey. I was like, oh my God, we had to get this. It was in my size too.
Um, I have a lot of soccer jerseys. I'm only doing soccer jerseys. Because I'm the boss. Oop. Oh. Don't mind me. Okay, first up, we have the Australia women's yellow and green white jersey. It's what they wore at the World Cup. Here's the back of it. Cool. Next up, Netherlands women's World Cup jersey. There we go. Next up. France women's World Cup jersey. There's a pattern, I know. Next up. Training jersey, United States. See, it's old because it has the three stars on it. This was for the World Cup as well. See? Awesome. This is a jacket, but I like it. My mom got it for me. It's the Italian men's team jacket. Very nice. Very classy. Okay, those are all the international jerseys I have, but... Let's go on to the professional teams. This is my only MLS jersey I have. Uh, Portland Timbers. It's very nice. I just got it. It's the 2016-2017 jersey, I believe. I'm not a fan of the jerseys that they have now, but this one is very nice. So. Moving on. Here is my PSG jersey. It's black, and it's the Jordan one. Whoop. Classy. Moving on. Chelsea. The blue 2019-2020 jersey. Um, I actually like their jerseys this year than last year. Except except that pink and or is it red and blue? It looks like Crystal Palaces and I hate that. I absolutely hate that. That is so bad. Awful. But I love Chelsea. Chelsea is my favorite soccer team. Tied with the Chicago Fire and the Chicago Red Stars. But my favorite European soccer team is Chelsea. Last one. My mom went on a trip to Mexico and got me a Club America jersey. Look at this design, though. It's got the blue, red, and black going, like, on a down arrow formation. Um, I really like this jersey. It's the best-looking one I have. I love the design, and the and the designs that they have for Club America, I really like. They have some of the stylish, most stylish jerseys, and that's kind of tied with PSG. PSG is great. Um, I do have other soccer merch. Uh, so when I went to France, when I went to France, I got myself a PSG jacket. 
I bought it in the store, and when I was purchasing it, the person didn't know English, and I did not want to speak French either. So they, I asked another person to help, and they did, and they spoke English. And the only NWSL gear they have, actually, no, that's a lie. That's such a lie, Gianna. I have a Tobin Heath shirt. Uh, Portland Thorns. Chicago Red Stars hoodie. I love soccer. That is all the Jersey tour we are going to get now. Um, and if you're listening online and you want to see the stuff that I have and what teams I support and what team merch I'll wear, this is perfect opportunity to subscribe to my YouTube channel. Again, all you got to do is look up Women's Sports Matters podcast on YouTube, subscribe, give my videos a like, and may watch on there. Just saying, you can watch on YouTube, you can listen on Anchor or Spotify or Google or whatever. But hey, thank you for supporting me. This is the longest intro I've ever done, but I'm glad that I got to show off some of my jerseys. I also have a Borussia Dortmund thing uh, in my drawers. It's a quarter zip. So, let's hear that ad read about Anchor, and, uh, I'm gonna set myself back up here so I can sit down. Okay, so I'm gonna push us to a commercial break. If you're on YouTube, you will not be hearing one. If you're listening on a regular app, like Anchor or something like that, cool. So... Here's a nice little ad read about today's sponsor, Anchor. Hey everyone, it's Gianna Belcastro from the Women's Sports Matter podcast, and today I'm going to be discussing the sponsor of this show, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are we talking about today? Keyboard warriors. We're talking about keyboard warriors today and how much I hate them. But I just want to say, don't I sound lovely? I always have to make a comment after an ad read. I always have to because I I, I don't like it and I keep re-recording it. Whatever. Listen. Today we're talking about keyboard warriors because something extraordinary happened yesterday. Saturday. Today is Sunday. We're talking about Saturday. On Saturday, November 28th, 2020, Vanderbilt kicker Sarah Fuller became the first woman to play in a Power 5 conference football game. What are the Power 5 conferences? That is a great question. Let me look it up. I believe it's the SEC, ACC, Pac-12, Big Ten, 
ACC, SEC, Pac-12, Big Ten, Big 12? Power 5, what are you? Did I get it right? Please tell me I got it right. ACC, Big 12, Pac-12, SEC, ACC, Big 10, Big 12, Pac-12, SEC. I got it right. Oh, look at me go. Nice. And there's 65 total schools within that. This is the most... These are the five most powerful conferences in the United States collegiate sports realm and the Division I sports realm, to be specific. But today we're talking about keyboard warriors and why they're stupid. They're dumb as hell. I do my hair. Baby, how you feel? I'm feeling dumb as hell. I did that to my sister, and I wanted to do it on my podcast one day. I didn't sing the words right. I know that. I just can't wait to see, to, he- to hear, not see, hear what I sound like when I listen back. <clears throat> anyway, Sarah Fuller, who is the senior, is a senior at Vanderbilt. She is the goalkeeper at Vanderbilt. And she was brought on to become a kicker against a game against University of Missouri. I believe that's what it is. Mizzou. And people were already mocking her before she even got on the field, which was sad. It was really sad. Like, we have grown men. We have a bunch of little boys complaining about something different happening. They want to stick with the status quo, and Sarah Fuller went, hell no! (laughs) I'm so lame. Oh my god. Um, so, especially on TikTok and Instagram and Twitter... They're like, these people, they're like, they couldn't find a guy on campus somewhere. Everyone's on break. Everyone left campus. They're not coming back until the spring semester, maybe. Maybe. I don't see anything wrong with this. Do you? Do the people listening at home, do you see anything wrong with this? And if you do, let me know. On Twitter, at WSM Podcast, leave me your thoughts. I don't see anything wrong with this. She was already there. She's already involved with COVID stuff because she already plays soccer there. What's the issue? What is the issue? Let me know. So, she will also be staying with the team. I'm reading an article because I did not. This was a spontaneous recording of my podcast. Um, she wants to stay even when the kickers do come back. She wants to learn. 
um, she wants to stay. And I would too. Might as well keep going, right? To learn more. That is awesome. That is great. And oh, I'm reading an ESPN article. Um, so she did a little speech at halftime, and I was reading this before I, I hit record. And this is great. This is, here's a quote from her. If I'm going to be honest, I was a little pissed off at how quiet everybody was on the sideline, she said. We made a first down, and I was the only one cheering, and I was like, what the heck? What's going on? And I tried to get them pumped up. She said she compared it to Vanderbilt Soccer's SEC tournament winning run when the team was cheering the entire time. I just went in there and I said exactly what I was thinking. I was like, we need to be cheering each other on. This is how you win games. This is how you get better. Is This is how you get better is by calling each other out for stuff. And I'm going to call you guys out. We need to be supporting one another. We need to be lifting each other up. That's what a team's about, Fuller said. I think this team has struggled and that's been part of it. We just really need to build that team camaraderie where they can all lean on one another. It was an adjustment going from that team mentality where, hey, we're all here supporting one another, and I just want to bring that to this team. And afterward, Fuller said she had coaches come up to her and say, I've been wanting to say that for a while now, and I had guys come up to me. And I had guys come up to me. I, I hope I gained their respect. It wasn't ill intention at all. I just want this team to succeed and do well. And this is from the ESPN article, Sarah Furl. Fuller, Jesus. Sarah Fuller plans to stick with Vanderbilt football, addresses halftime pep talk. <sighs> Let's talk about that. Wow. That was really good. Like, way to step up. I think that was really, really cool. Really cool. And if you're not cheering each other on, what's the point? How how do you build or gain confidence during a game and you're losing? Who cares if you're losing? It's just a game. Cheer each other on. I agree. You're you get that first down. Cheer. I don't know anything about football, but I do know what a first down is. Um, I just, I don't understand. And to be a coach and to not say anything either? My Frisbee team, even my basketball team, always pumped up, always cheering each other on. It was fantastic to be around them. Even when I played soccer as a freshman and a sophomore. Now, when I played baseball, that was a whole other thing because these guys are boring. So I can understand where Sarah is coming from. Guys aren't the best cheerleaders. You don't even have to be a cheerleader. It's just cheering. What do you do when you go to an NBA game or NFL game? You're probably cheering in the stands, right? What the hell? Do that in your own game. I'm getting mad about cheering. Cheering. 
I digress. I agree with her. A hundred percent. Supporting each other on the sidelines. Do that. That's why Vanderbilt sucks. <laughs> I know they're doing poorly. I know. Because their record's like 0-7. Just because you're struggling doesn't mean you can't support one another. I have so much respect for Sarah for giving that speech because you're already in an, in a weird enough position where people are becoming keyboard warriors. I mean... Sarah Fuller and Christine Mewis win 2020. That is all. Speaking about Christine Mewis, um, we're going to talk about Sarah Fuller in a second. I don't know how many days. It's like 2,000-something days. Let's look on my phone. Let's see how many days it's been since... The wonderful Christy Mewis has scored a goal. So, the United States Women's National Soccer Team was in... Um, the Netherlands for a friendly. And, yeah. The score was 2 nothing. Rose Lavelle... Scoring again against the Netherlands in the 41st minute. And Christy Mewis scoring in the 70th, the 70th minute. And the score was 2-0. The same exact score when the U.S. Women's National Team beat the Netherlands in the World Cup. That is quite something. Um, oh, here's the caption from two days ago about Christy Mewis. Goal! In her first cap since 2014, Christy Mewis comes through with her second U.S. Women's National Team goal and first since 2013. That is very special. That is very, very special. Her situation is very unique. Um, not playing a game with them in six years. Six years. Flacco really, really, I don't know what to say, did such a phenomenal job of bringing her back. I mean, Christy Mewis said when they won, um, the Houston Dash won the Challenge Cup against the Red Star, she said that she doesn't win anything. Christy Mewis won 2020. Challenge Cup, getting her second goal with the U.S. Women's National Team? Come on. This is feel-good stuff. Christy Mewis deserves a spot in the Olympics roster. I said it. And nothing against the, the newcomers within the U.S. Women's National Team <clears throat> roster. I don't really want them to, like, take someone's spot away like Christy Mewis. She deserves to be there. I want to see Christy Mewis in Tokyo. Um, but I want to know how many days it's been. 
It's like something. It's like 2000 something days. It's on Twitter though. I'm gonna look it up. How many days has it been since Christy Mewis scored? Uh, international goal. There's a lot of spelling errors. 2,722 days. That is impressive. Wow. This is something different. Why is ESPN different from this? Let's read ESPN. I trust ESPN. Uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. Uh huh. U.S. playing for the U.S. for the first time since March 2014, a span of 2,454 days, scored her second international goal in her 16th game, and she also played on the field with her sister, Sam U.S. Both of them are legends. The only thing I don't like about them is that they're Pats fans, but that's whatever. I don't really care about football. Um, but they're Pats fans. They did grow up in Massachusetts. I will give them that. I hope they're Celtics fans. Maybe we could agree on something because I am a big Celtics fan. I would just like to say. Um, anything else that's notable? Also, Sophia Smith is the first person born in the 2000s to play with the U.S. Women's National Team. Uh, I was born in 2002. One, how old is she? I'm. I. I want to go back to talking about Sarah Fuller, but I just. Okay, she's twenty. She was born in two thousand two, not two thousand two. I was born in two thousand two. She was born August tenth, two thousand. Wow. Wow. Someone from the two thousands on the U.S. Women's National Team. That is awesome. The future is bright. But I don't want them at the Olympics. Also, Sophia Smith <laughs> was really trying to get a yellow card during that game. I did watch that game. She was really trying to get a yellow card, it seemed like. <laughs> I'm kidding. Maybe a little bit. Mm. I am kidding. That was a very nice game to watch. And I... When I saw Christie's goal, I was so happy. I was very happy. She deserves the world. Um, Sarah Fuller and Chris Mewis win 2020. Breaking news. Um, so back to Sarah Fuller. Sarah Fuller isn't the first woman 
to play college football. Um, I'm leaning back as I'm about to jump forward. You better get ready. I thought she was. I really thought she was. And people keep saying the word female. The first, fi- no, the first woman. It's, use the correct language. Please, please, please use the correct language. Let's talk about some, let, let's have a little history lesson. Fuller is the third woman. This is from NPR, by the way. Fuller is just the third woman to play in the NCAA Division I football bowl subdivision. After Katie Nida of New Mexico and April Goss of Kent State, according to ESPN. Liz Heeson was the first woman to play and score in a college football game, kicking two extra points that helped lead Williamette University to victory against Linfield College on October 18, 1997. And this was in Division II. Um, also, uh, with, with this, we have to talk about her football helmet. And this is, I'm still reading from NPR. And another nod to breaking barriers, her helmet during Saturday's game had Play Like a Girl written on the back. Play Like a Girl is a nonprofit that encourages girls to participate in sports as well as science, technology, engineering, and math, or STEM for short. Really cool. And I will be putting a link down below for that in the description. We have a bunch of famous people shouting out Sarah Fuller, like LeBron James and Billie Jean King. Um, that's very, very cool. Now let's talk about keyboard warriors. I would just like to say first, if you did not watch the clip of her kicking the ball. That's okay. You can watch it on your own time. For those of you that have seen it and are a keyboard warrior, do you know what the term squib means? Because I don't. I do, but I don't. Apparently, the whole point of that kick, I'm going to be honest, it looks awful. I didn't understand what it was for. I just thought she kicked it like that on accident. But a squib kick. And by the way, the coach for Vanderbilt, Vander, Vanderbilt, and Sarah Fuller said the kick went according to plan. It was a squib kick. It was not fluffed. It was not whatever the term is. The kick was on purpose. And if you were a keyboard warrior, you're clearly not good with the football knowledge. Use your big brain. A squib kick is a term used in American football, meaning a short, low line drive kickoff that usually bounces around on the ground before it can be picked up by a member of the receiving team. <sighs> Keyboard warriors are stupid. I I hate keyboard warriors because they always trash the MLS and the WNBA. It's <sighs> whatever. Doesn't bother me. 
We're trying to enjoy watching history be made, and we have a bunch of 35-year-old boys, because they're not men, they're boys, complaining that she did it wrong, and she didn't. She did it perfectly. It went the way that it was supposed to. These people don't understand. They're sitting behind a screen thinking that they can hurt people, and it's not working. Look at how confident Sarah Fuller is. She decided she wanted to stick around. That is awesome. Congrats to her. That is really, really cool. And I hope that you have a successful future. Um, she plans on transferring to North Texas for her master's degree. And I wish her luck with that. That is really cool that you're going for your master's. Or, or grad. You're going to grad. Mm, grad school. Going for grad. What is it? I don't know what I'm talking about. Gianna doesn't know what she's talking about. Masters. Fuller plans to transfer to North Texas to earn her master's degree in hospital administration. And then she's going to play soccer there as well. And Vanderbilt's next game is next Saturday, December 5th, playing number nine, Georgia. Fun. But like I was saying... We have a bunch of boys sitting behind, oh my god, excuse me, sitting behind a screen and complaining. Honestly, y'all couldn't do any better. Unless you're an actual kicker, then congrats. But stop complaining. It doesn't matter. No one cares about you. Who hurt you that you want to put other people down? Make it make sense. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. Um. Is there anything else that I want to talk about in this? Ugh, I'm very tired. I'm sorry for yawning. I just don't understand why we can't celebrate things happening. Why can't we celebrate things happening? Why do we always have to stick to the status quo? Why can't things be different? Am I missing something? No, I'm not. So all the women out there that want to play baseball or want to play football or a sport that could be considered to be a, a, a man's sport or whatever the term is, go after it. Follow through. It's not a big deal. I played baseball growing up. Did I hate it? Yes. Was I terrible? Absolutely, yes. I was so bad. I was really bad, and I wanted to try, and I just gave up. Because all these boys, 
even the coaches, boys, not men, boys, were not helpful at all. They didn't want to teach me. They put a catch. I wanted to be catcher. Story time. I wanted to be catcher when I was a freshman. Um, well, eighth grade freshman year. I even tried out to be a catcher. I did the little, I did a nice little toss with another dude. I was the only girl in the league, by the way. Only girl that tried out. I had a lot of boys staring at me. Very angry now. I wanted to be catcher. I was catcher when I played when I was younger. And I loved being catcher. This is my favorite position. I didn't want to be anywhere else. I wanted to be behind the plate. And my coach goes, I don't want you to get hurt. He said I was too short or no, too, I was too small, whatever that means. He puts a Slenderman looking ass behind home plate. The skinny white dude behind home plate. And I was like, if you, if you are watching on YouTube, I'm making a face. I'm blinking my eyes. And I have this look on my face. I was so confused. I was so upset. I was like, why? Very upset. Putting a Slenderman looking ass in the back behind the plate. I was so mad. I'm mad now. I will forever be mad. Forever be mad. I even made a poem in 8th grade. We had this poetry festival thing that the 8th graders uh, ran. Um, and all the 8th graders had to participate in it. And I wrote a poem about being catcher. Was this before or after? This was definitely before I started playing. Or started practicing for baseball. Yeah. I don't know where that poem is. Um got lost somewhere but I did write a poem of the, about being catcher it was really good too I just I don't understand I just wanted to play the sport I wanted to play the sport I wanted to be supported by my teammates I never felt comfortable being with them. I always felt alone at practice. I never made any friends. They treated me like an outsider. They always yelled at me. They didn't try and teach me anything. I always got hit when I went up to bat. I always got laughed at by the opposing team. For what? Those are examples of real-life keyboard warriors. Why was I treated differently? Why is Sarah Fuller being treated differently? Why are women breaking barriers treated differently? Why are they treated differently? What did they do to hurt you? What did I do? To hurt my team. I did nothing. I barely spoke while I was at practices. When I was younger. 
I tried trying out for baseball at my high school. I was told no because I was a girl. And girls play softball, not baseball. Oh, really? Then why did I ask you if I could play baseball? If I was already playing baseball? Why do we have labels on sports? If a girl at my high school could try out for football, then why can't I try out for baseball? We have men's baseball at school, and we have women's softball at school. Those are two different sports, my guy. That doesn't make any sense. I am so heated right now. I was talking about this last night with my friend Gerald, um, and I was getting really heated. The audacity to ask me to play a sport that I have no experience with. You want me to change what I've been doing for five years to play another sport that I quit in fourth grade because I said that it was nothing like baseball to move to. I played soccer. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to fight with you. But hey, the Gianna right now definitely would stick up for myself. I would make a PowerPoint presentation. I would go up in there and then I would humiliate myself. If I ended up getting a, a trial slot. Because I was bad at baseball. But I wanted to prove something. There is no such thing of baseball or football or whatever having to be only a guy sport. It doesn't make sense. Shout out to Sarah Fuller and the other women athletes that have played football in the past and those that are playing in the future. Shout out to all the women out there that are playing college baseball, but in Division Three, or not even in that kind of setting. Even though we don't see it, just know that we're always there for you. just makes me mad when you work so hard only to be turned away because of your gender. Sound familiar? That's up for you to decide. I'm going to calm down for a second. Thank you again, Sarah Fuller, for showing that women can do anything. And thank you for supporting something like Play Like a Girl that helps further girls' involvement with STEM 
and sports. We need more people like Sarah Fuller. I'm gonna end this episode because I'm I'm so mad. I'm so mad. I I I made myself mad again, just like Tuesday's episode. Ooh, wow. I keep yawning. Excuse me. That is gonna do it for today's episode. Remember to wear a mask, wash your hands, and social distance. Don't go to parties. Self-explanatory, guys. I hope one day I get to stop saying that. If you want to learn more about the Play Like a Girl initiative, I'm going to link it down below. As well as the Georgia Senate runoff. Yes, I'm going to be talking about the Georgia Senate runoff until the runoff actually happens. Actually, no, I'll be talking about it until December 7th. December 7th is a Monday. Also, I guess this is one of my last times talking about it then. This episode is going up on the third. Huh. Aw. I didn't have that much time to talk about John and, and Raphael. If you are a citizen in the state of Georgia and you turn 18 by January 25th, you get to have the opportunity to register to vote. There you go. December 7th is the last day to register to vote in the state of Georgia. The election is a runoff election for two Senate seats up for grabs. Make sure to cast your ballot for John Ossoff against David Perdue and Reverend Raphael Warnock against Kelly Loeffler. If John and Raphael get into the Senate, it's a 50-50 split, guys. Awesome. That means no more Mitch McConnell as the Senate Majority Leader. So if you register to vote by December 7th, and if you, you do that, let me know on Twitter. I don't know if I have any listeners in Georgia. The runoff is January 25th, the last day to register is the 7th, and again, if you turn 18 by January 25th, you can vote in the runoff. So, I'm just gonna put a link down below about for vote.org, which will always be down below. Um, I have a sheet called Podcast uh, Links, and it has everything that I put in my description. So make sure you do that if you live in Georgia. Now, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Women's Sports Matters podcast. I'm your host, Gianna Castro. Thank you to everyone who sports and listens to my podcast. If you want to watch this video that I'm recording as I'm recording on my phone, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel. Just go to Women's Sports Matter Podcast on YouTube. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's the at WSM Podcast. Leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. 
subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. Let me know what you want to see on Twitter, who I should interview on Twitter. I want to get some college athletes up on here. I want to speak fellow college students to fellow college students. So if you're a college athlete and you listen to this, my email is also down below. It's womensportsmatterpodcast at gmail.com, and that's down below in the description. Again, my name is Gianlo Castro. I'm your host of the Women's Sports Matters Podcast. Wear a mask, wash your hands, social distance yourselves. Don't go to parties. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And that is all, folks. Have a nice rest of your day.